Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwardell, joined as always by the one, the only, because no one else wants the job, Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? I shouldn't be envied. I understand that, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. It's a very, very, uh, I, I was messing around, obviously. I uh, think very highly of you, you're a good friend, but I, uh, yeah, no, you, you took it right there and, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not going to argue with me. I get that. Let's talk about, look, you have a family that loves you. You've got, you've got a wonderful child two two in total. And, um, I like that. I've always thought I would use that joke if I had kids. <laughs> like, yeah, I got, got two great kids, three in total, but, uh, no, you, you're, you're in a good position, man. Oh, let's talk about let's talk about your week because uh, we didn't really. I was doing a bunch of stuff yesterday when you texted me. We didn't really dig into this too much. We've talked quite a bit about old employers on this show. Oh, well, have we a ton? <laughs> and you had uh, you had an, a pretty bad interaction with an old employer of mine. That would be the fine folks at one eight hundred Got Junk. This is. Trust me, if you're, this is not an advertisement for the company. Uh, I worked there when, oh boy, I was uh, early 20s, I guess. Something in, in the late 1950s, I worked there is what I'm saying. And uh, we just got the, we got the gas powered cars. Everything was different. But we ha- I, I encouraged you to give them a try because they will come out and do free estimates. And why don't you tell me your story, Gregory? It was certainly a free estimate. That's about <laughs> as far as uh, that's about as far as we're gonna go uh, with that situation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, I have I have a, a rather large, not even that large, to be fair. To it's fair, not large. Of, you sent me the picture. Yeah, a pile of dirt that's already sitting on a tarp. If we're being perfectly honest, so it's not no. even like there needs to be digging. It's already on a tarp. It's just a matter of pulling it out of my yard um uh well, what along was the with, justification for the price and do you mind saying what the price was oh yeah no i was gonna get to that uh and this this is something now the reason why the dirt is there is, is because we did a project on our own to prevent ourselves from having to spend several thousands of dollars potentially even tens of thousands of dollars yeah to be quoted two thousand dollars to remove this which is essentially barely uh, almost exactly what we put out in terms of all the supplies including the pavers that we purchased and all this mm-hmm. stuff to then throw that out there on top essentially doubling the price uh, of our project to remove the remains of it might be the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life i am i'm genuinely shocked by this i what what was their what was their justification that's a great question chris um essentially when the guy first walked up or the two guys first walked up they were like yeah. hey man like uh we were just doing we just had somebody have a job like this and it cost them like six grand 
It's probably no, going to be cheaper to do this a different way. <laughs> that, I don't understand that. Uh, look, I worked there a while ago, but especially in your situation, like it shouldn't be that difficult to get it out. If it's on a tarp, you could potentially even pull, like take some and pull it or use a wheelbarrow. It's not going to be, it's probably like a half hour job for them. And pricing, and I used, I used the company when we were leaving California to dispose of some stuff prior to moving out of our house. It's based upon how much uh, room in the truck you use. Now, there is a, there's the like an added weight thing, <laughs> uh, and the dirt might play into that a little bit. But the, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the estimation, because you said the truck thing. The estimation is that this would take a truck and a half to get Get the off. hell out of here. Okay, like, what do you think the odds are that the fine folks over at BovadaSportsBook.com thought we were going to be talking about 1-800-GOT-JUNK estimates this early on the show? Honestly, probably should have been even money. If, but, they, if, they, if, if they've been, if they'd known what's gone, what goes on in my life, I would say it would have been minus 500. Uh, since so they don't, they said a truck and a half. They said a truck and a half. Chris, I could fit this. I could fit this dirt into the back of my Rav Four. If yeah, I got, I would have right thrown a hissy fit, Greg. <laughs> uh, the issue is, is that it all happened during a gigantic moment of chaos in my life. Mm. I was. Um, so obviously, knowing my house, my dog was losing its mind. My wife was on a very important phone call. I was in the middle of making dinner, and this all happened at once. Like, it, all, everything went at the exact same time. They knocked on the door, showing up eh, maybe like 15 minutes earlier than I expected them, um, based off our conversation. Yeah. So once they said that, I was like, well, I mean, that, to be fair, you guys can just go. I got that's. I, they got their, 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 they had a guy on the phone who was giving an idea uh, of, or he was giving the actual pricing itself. And what? Uh, what, yeah, I don't know. At one point, the guy said on the phone, $1,400. And then I know where he goes, actually, and even two grand. And me, n- neither me nor the two gentlemen who were here had any idea where that extra 600 actually came from. No, that that fourteen hundred is ridiculous. It, did you think? Because my first reaction to it's going to be a truck and a half would be, um, are you crazy? Like, do uh, you think do you think this expands once it's get put once it gets put into the back of your truck? Because you could coat the bottom of the truck with this, and it really wouldn't make a difference. That would be it. Like, it, it's not going to fill anything. It size wise, it probably should have been a minimum charge. I understand there's a weight element to it because you do have to pay to go dump the stuff. But no, I mean, something was amiss, Gregory. I feel like I would have been like, how is... So you're telling me with a straight (laughs) face that you believe that that dirt over there is going to fill up your entire truck and you're going to have to come back for more. (laughs) Oh, well, Chris, you don't understand uh, there was also two wood pallets and oh. a plastic, a plastic uh, turtle sandbox. Now, well, that, that's where the extra six. Now, now we're now we're talking about a ton of room, um, which they were like, oh, we can do that stuff for fifty bucks. I was like, no, thank you. I'll I'll gladly dispose of this elsewhere, some other way. <laughs> okay, March from look. I don't know how. I'm on I'm on uh, the Remax website. Because this is for some reason they have an article about one eight hundred got junk. It's from that March seventh, two thousand twenty three, by written by an author by the name of Bill Gassett. Shout out to Bill. 
He gives a lot of information about 1-800-GOT-JUNK, what you need to know, how to contact them. First of all, if you need somebody to tell you how to contact 1-800-GOT-JUNK, you have bigger problems. Um, what junk removal services they provide, blah, blah, blah. The process of hiring, no contract junk removal, same day junk removal. Uh, what do they do with the items? 1-800-GOT-JUNK prices. Typical 1-800-GOT-JUNK costs. The minimum charge you can expect to collect, uh, you can pay to collect just one item is $129. Accurate, then there is a minimum charge. This is referred to as single item pricing. If you fill the truck, you'll likely see a bill of around $600. It's a giant truck. It's a yeah. giant truck. <laughs> no, well, and look, first of all, a truck and a half still only should have been about 900 bucks. Second of all, no, like that's like maybe they charge you for an eighth with the, the weight charge, and that's two two thirty nine. But no, like somebody just did not want to do the job. I think that's ve- I think it's very obvious that they were not interested in actually performing this this task of, uh, you know, maybe lightning and then carrying a tarp with dirt on it. And that's interesting too because there's a pretty heavy bonus system that comprises for the for the better drivers a lot of their paycheck. And one of those one of those things is uh, the number of the the percentage of job completions from going out and doing uh, the estimates. Yeah, and the, I mean another one is the typical cost of a, the average cost of a job. So maybe they were trying to just bump that number up for some crazy reason. They saw you and they're like, "Look, this rube's going to give us two grand." It never in <laughs> never in my wildest dreams did I expect the estimate to be somewhere in the neighborhood of two thousand dollars. No. It, I'm Could sorry it? I wasted your time. No, you I mean to be fair, really not the biggest deal in terms of time. Just bad timing by when they actually came. But the fact the fact that they said $2000 is uh, it's almost incredible. When I uh my wife texted me, she's like, "So what's the deal?" You know, as she was finishing up on the phone and I was finishing up with them out front uh holding my dog who was growling at everyone mm-hmm. uh cuz she's a psycho. But um, Rudy, I was like, I, I, like, I said, this is the first negotiation. I don't need you to come in and be like, we're not paying this because I'm not <laughs> paying this. Dude, I would you should have got me on the phone. I would have been very interested in that. Kind of- uh, it's just, it's just absolutely bonkers, dude. A, a bonkers, bonkers situation. So now I'm just going to end up having to like slowly, but surely put this dirt in like leaf bags and sneak yeah. them out front and hope that it doesn't rain. Yeah. I just would have been like, Hey buddy. Uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK employee Chris Horwoodell over at the, the what was that, the Narstown branch employee ID, H-U-3-0-1-6. Just, uh, <laughs> just want to get get your take on why we're, we're quoting a truck and a half there. Look, I, there's a lot. I think they didn't want to do the job. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't know yeah. why. Maybe they were just having a bad day. Maybe they didn't feel like doing it because it doesn't seem hard. The craziest part is, is they, they had called me. They're like, uh, yeah, you didn't specify what we were picking up. And we have to go empty out whatever we have right now. So we'll be mm-hmm. coming to you with an empty truck. So <laughs> they, they had an empty truck. This yeah. is not that – it's not that much dirt. It really I mean, like, isn't. This is not – this truck will not be sufficient. No. Yeah. Like to, put, it, to put it in perspective, we did like 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 major house cleanouts, and you can get it into two trucks. Yeah. Like in, in, in cleaning out entire houses. Not one of the more ridiculous. And uh, to be fair, I don't think it was on the drivers because that guy was like, 
They both the, the both guys were like, dude, do not pay this amount of money to get this dirt removed. He's like, that would be incredible, incredibly well, dumb. It makes me wonder what the deal was because the drivers are the one that typically quote the job. So it it makes me wonder what sort of weird power dynamic was going on. Which uh, you're, I'm not gonna dox you, but where do you know which location you called was it i don't even know if the narstown was still open i filled out the form online so okay. i don't know exactly okay, where so they they just hate your customers in your local your closest local store yeah well it is funny because like those guys the, the guys were super nice about it and he's like he's like i don't really even know how to price this he's like so Why? Let, he's like he's like, he's like let me send a picture to my boss and then i'll call him and the guy was on speakerphone uh and I don't think that guy was paying a lot of attention either because he was like in a conversation with somebody else while right. he was talking. So there, I think there was a lot of confusion going on as to what the actual needs were. Yeah, something went very wrong because this is it's just not right. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> no, that's been that's bananas. Like it does not make sense to me. Like, and you honestly, you could have hired somebody on Craigslist to do it for like a hundred bucks. I mean, easily, easily. Yeah. I, I could have just, I, I could, I could take my uh, brother-in-law up on his offer, where if I get it into a car or truck, just drive it and dump it into the woods behind his house. Like I could do that <laughs> for, Actually, for we, cheaper. We, we've got some erosion going on in our backyard. I wouldn't be too, too too angry to dump some dirt down there if you want to bring it over. Listen, I'll drive it to Ohio. It, that would co- that would also cost less than two thousand dollars. Nothing in my house works, Greg. There's people here that were not here before. Nothing, no door alarm went off. So, look, everything is letting us down is what we're learning. Everything is letting (laughs) us down. We can't dwell on this. We have to talk some NFL football. A lot going on in the National Football League. Gregory, I cannot be more excited about this. I don't know if you saw the news but the goddamn Carson Wentz revenge tour begins in just 10 short days. Carson Wentz has signed a contract with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, returning to where it all went down, buddy. Returning to the literal, the, the literal breaking point of his NFL career to be, <laughs> their, to be their quarterback, sir. It's incredible. They, like, they do like bringing in former high draft, high, highly drafted quarterbacks. Last year we got Baker Mayfield, and uh, <laughs> and now we get Carson Wentz. And it's, it's, like I'm 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 up for it. I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. When I saw the news, I was like, "All right, let's give this a shot." I mean, you have legitimate weapons on the yeah. outside, like legitimate. It's not like you. It's not like you know in Washington or in um, where else did he play? Where did he go for Indianapolis right. where it was like kind of like a little bit mis- uh, mishmash of, of stuff. There's some guys who are all right. Some guys who are mediocre. Um, you, you pretty much have a guy who when healthy is a top five receiver in the NFL. Uh, a second oh, sure. guy who emerged as uh, when that other guy was out, a second guy in Puka Nakua who emerged as a guy who can also get it done. He emerged Higby, as the, the most productive wide receiver in the NFL during that period of time. Yeah, exactly. Higby, who's a solid a solid tight end. Uh, I don't know if Kyron Williams is back, but Darrell Henderson, or Darryl Henderson's been around for a long time at the running back position. Like, yeah. we have options here for Wentz. You know, the offensive line's whatever, but, like, if he can get in there and learn the playbook, I mean, we – 
we've, we've seen crazier this year um, with things that have happened. I could see him him going on a little bit of a run. Could we get an <laughs> could we get a second straight random NFL offensive player of the week from a uh, in, in in consecutive years from a Rams backup quarterback? I think we certainly could. I think we absolutely could. Dude, you do not yawn about the return of Carson Wentz. <laughs> I will not put up with that. I'm not, I'm not trying to on purpose. Look, there's. By the way, there's a reason that we we do a lot of stuff for YouTube. There's a reason this show can't be on YouTube. Is if we record later in the night. And uh, there's a lot like it's we're t- I'm tired a lot when we do this show. There's a lot of yawning on my end. I'm not going to pretend like there's <laughs> not. So, yeah, I don't like it. Would This would be a very boring show to watch on uh, on YouTube. There wouldn't be a lot going on. And I mean, to be fair, I live in this world where um, I have friends who are now venturing into their first like daylight savings time switch with their kids. Mm-hmm. And um, my one buddy was like. I uh, just got to get him back on schedule. He's been up you know, between 5.15 and 5.30 every day. And I was like, yeah, I'm working on that schedule too. My my kid's four and she gets up at 5.30 every day regardless of schedule. Yeah. So, or regardless of daylight savings or not. So let me know. When you figure out that schedule, uh, I'll gladly try to work on that schedule. So it's it, these are long days, Chris. We're, we're, we're putting in hours over here. I look, I've I've also recently had a hard time getting back to sleep when I wake up early in the day. Now our definitions of early in the day are a little bit different, but I mean, today I got up at like five 45 and I just, I really couldn't go back to sleep. I was watching shows on my iPad until I, I think I fell asleep for like, excuse me, like an additional 20 minutes in the middle somewhere, but I was watching shows on my iPad till I got out of bed. Yeah. Uh, hey man, I, I, uh, it's a tough life over there. I hear you. I don't like waking up. It, it is. I'll tell you what, I hate daylight savings time. But I do like that it's not dark at seven thirty in the morning. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it it's it's it helps definitely me my day. It, yeah, I could see that. It is harder at night because there's just like the option to go outside becomes less and less, especially this early in daylight savings, where it's like, hey man, it's getting dark at like four fifty eight. Like that's Wait. sundown. I went to the Eagles game on Sunday and. Like the game started at 4:25 and the sun went down at 4:52. Like, yeah, this is we're getting cold out here. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, and when it's overcast, like it's just it's dark at like 3:45. Yeah, exactly. Like, You're out there with a flashlight. What 4 is PM. going on? What is going on here? This does not feel right. But that was my that was one of my bigger problems when I would get up in the seven o'clock hour pre daylight savings time. I'd be like, it's still dark out. This is, it's still nighttime. I got to go back to bed. Yeah. got to go back to bed. And now at least, at least it's up and I can be like, all right, I can, I can start my day here. I can do this. Like I can do this. I don't know how, how you folks do it when you get, you know, you're used to getting up when it's dark. So I guess it probably affects you a little bit less, but yeah, yeah, uh, I would say so. I don't care for it, Gregory. It's not great. It's not, <laughs> I mean, I don't enjoy it. That's certainly certainly a thing but like some you live with it uh, when i was uh when i was on a trip couple a while back like the kids were telling me that last year i guess they had to be on a bus like they had to get up at like five it's like five thirty or something like that and be on a bus at like some ungodly hour i want to say it was i want to say it was late fives but might have been early sixes and like what is going on 
not up for that. No. Like, homeroom, homeroom was seven fifty. That's uh, so that's what I was comfortable with. This is hearing this nonsense doesn't work for me. Well, we were but, we were we were talking about it today because we took uh we took the kids to get their voting experience when we went to go vote in our local <laughs> elections. Chris, Greg, I, I don't know if you know this or not. But you committed a crime if you allowed your children to vote. Well, they didn't actually vote. Uh, they simply, simply, simply watched and asked seven thousand questions uh, about good who I was voting for. Hey, good Man, for them. I barely know. Oh, uh, I did. I, I also voted, and I only went to vote because one of the issues on the on the agenda. Like I don't, I don't care who is in my local city government. Which is actually the government that probably affects you the most. Which I know is crazy. it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> well, I would argue. I would argue that. If things break the way they appear they're going to, the presidency is going to affect us all quite a bit. But, yeah, because of people's reaction to it more than anything. And, um, and also what it does for our country. But we're not here to talk about politics. <laughs> um, that is correct. But, however, the conversation about when high school comes up, because we, we had to go uh, to the grocery store after we dropped them off at school after that. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about like when high school starts for the day. And I have no idea. I don't even remember when high school started when I was in high school. 752 first bell that can't be real i don't remember ever being there that early but it could be <laughs> well we didn't go to the same high school that is correct that is what absolutely true is the average start time of high school in the u.s um the average start time for public high schools was 8 a.m 40% of schools had start times between 8 a.m. and 8.29 a.m., while the average start time was 8 a.m. Schools with uh, certain characteristics have later times. Now, I do think that, okay, Louisiana's average start time is 7.30, for example. Let's go in Pennsylvania, see if they have PA stats. Um, okay, I, Greg, I got it. I got it by state. Ooh. It's crazy what you can find on the internet. It really is. And boy, did they just... Okay, the top five states with the earliest elementary school... We don't care about that. Earliest high school start times. Number five, Nevada, 7.45 a.m. Number four, New Hampshire, 7.41 a.m. Number three, Massachusetts, 7.38 a.m. Number two, Connecticut, 7.39... Oh, that, they're, they're inverted, clearly, because I remember that... Nine is more than eight. Uh, so Connecticut would be three, seven, thirty-nine. Number one, the earliest average start time for high schools in the United States. Also, the earliest middle school start time. Not in the top five for elementary school start times. Louisiana, 7.30 a.m. Uh, that is, that's bright and early. Bright and early. Alaska is, okay, we got D.C. is 8.41 841. All right, now we're getting too late. I feel like 825 is the sweet spot. Yeah, it looks okay. It looks like it does look like that is pretty that's an outlier. South Carolina's 834. And everything else is is like 820 or earlier. Hmm. Yeah. yeah my thought is insufficient data in Maryland. 815 to 820 is, you know much more reasonable much more reasonable like why does what is a kid in elementary school like what is that kid getting at 7 30 in the morning uh, nothing the elementary schools in nevada started 8 48 
Yes, exactly. I'm <laughs> not sure exact what exactly is, but I don't know. I, I did. I just if 7:40 is too early. 7:30 is way too early. That makes zero sense for anyone. I, and I'd also like to see educational rankings. Like, does that affect where states rank educationally? Okay, let's let's dig into this, Greg, because that's what people tune in for. We're looking. I, feel, for, I mean, I feel like there's a correlation here. Which I don't know. So we're looking at Louisiana, right? Uh, average academic rankings, but high school rankings, ranking rankings, academic high school rankings, rankings by state. All right. Uh, how states compare the best high schools? Uh, the best, uh, the best school, the best state is really should have left that other that other tab open, but it didn't. Is Massachusetts that has the most, the total, the, the largest number of schools ranked in the top five nationally? Louisiana, ooh, boy, Greg, it's not as high. Really, Louisiana, Louisiana <laughs> is thirty sixth. Only it's because they got the kids getting to school at seven thirty in the morning. Only two point five percent of their schools rank in the top whatever that number was, uh, top five percent nationally. That's ten and twenty five. Um, only four point seven in the top ten percent, and only thirteen point nine percent in the top twenty five nationally. Yeah, yeah. See, care to guess uh, what the worst academic state is? Is it Mississippi? I think it's Mississippi. Mississippi comes in, Gregory. Okay, so there's 51 ranked here for reasons. Um, it it comes in second, next to last. Yeah, that sounds about right. Man, who's below them? I'll tell you what's shocking, and this might just okay. So this this might just be a number of schools thing, because some of the smaller states obviously aren't going to have the same percentage of uh, just schools to rank. Rhode Island is very low. That's that surprised me. Uh, Oregon is terribly low, 47th. Number 51, wow, however. Oregon's 47th? Yeah. That feels... Num- number 51 with zero schools in the top 5%, two schools in the top 10%, and nine schools in the top 25% nationally, Oklahoma. That's last? Dead last? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not good. That's... Again, shocking. I don't know why I'm shocked by that, but because I, I probably shouldn't be. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. This really has the feel of a midsummer show, not a week ten in the National Football League type show. No, right? no we're doing we're doing state by state educational rankings well, that, because that of is, when high school classes start. Well, look, Carson Wentz signed with an NFL team, so something doesn't make sense, and we want to know. We want to know which state was responsible for the poor decision making. There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of things that don't make sense in the NFL, and that's definitely one of them. It does definitely make sense to replace Brett Rippon. However, only completed forty six point four percent of his passes and one hundred and thirty yards uh, with an interception week in his week nine start. He's just gone too. I liked it. I liked that they didn't even keep him as the third string quarterback. They just flat out cut him. Yeah, they just cut him. <laughs> like you can. <laughs> thanks. You can go. That seems mean. To be perfectly honest. Look, if, if an NFL team wants to sign me and cut me after a week, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I listen. I'll take the week's salary. I can't imagine it's it's uh, pennies on the dollar. 
I know I'm not getting veteran minimum, but I'll take an entry-level position any day in the NFL. All right. Well, now that we've covered 1-800-GOT-JUNK pricing and the academic rankings of high schools across the United States, let's dig into Week 10 in the National Football League, clearly the number three thing on the docket for this week. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Get our picks in. Let's start with the Thursday night game, the Carolina Panthers in Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears, and Pavada has the Bears minus three and a half. Could you, could you ask for a better... Could you ask for a better prime time matchup? Oh, can't wait. I mean, this is, you want to talk juggernauts? I, I know Fields might be back, but if he's not, uh, Tyson Badgen versus Bryce Young. This is how we drew this up, fellas. Man, I think the, oh, man. The, the schedule planners were like, here's what we got to do. I see, I can see, I can see this from miles away. Week 10, the first double digit week of the season, the first yeah. game. Let's go Justin Fields, Bryce Young. And instead, both teams stink. But it is kind of like a, uh, you know, can't, well, I guess you can technically lose. But if you win this game, if you're the Bears, that's gigantic. Because mm-hmm. you have the Panthers pick and you're just helping your cause into potentially but getting the number one overall pick. That's true. But you also hurt your cause because then your pick, which is currently number three, is going to drop. Huh. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> So there's no, way. there's no great outcome. You have to think you probably want to win that because you have to think that that Panthers pick has a higher percentage chance of being the higher pick. Just based on how they've played all year. Yeah. Yeah. I probably. mean, look from Bryce Young, Kenny Moore outscored the Panthers last week, courtesy of two pick sixes off of Bryce Young. Yeah, It wasn't great. It wasn't great. And what's, what sucks is, is Bryce Young had had like two all right weeks, the weeks prior and they won a game. Um, he didn't look absolutely like out of out of it in the the other game, and was kind of like, all right, maybe maybe we're we're trying to build here a little bit. And then I was just I kept getting the updates as I drove around Lincoln Financial Field forever trying to find mm-hmm. a parking spot. Um, and then finally seeing that, I was like, okay, uh, that's bad. Two two yeah. pick sixes by the same guy is bad uh, overall. Well, it's also just the. The optics are just bad because the guy who was picked immediately after Bryce Young for, threw for 300 more yards, four more touchdowns, and three fewer interceptions that week. Yeah, he had a pretty good day. He Not had a pretty awful. good day. <laughs> Not awful. We will get there, though. What's your pick for this game? I think it's the Bears, honestly. I do. Uh, I think they'd pref- Yeah, I think they'd prefer to just keep the Panthers down further. Plus, you know, another week of Josh Sweat integrating into that offense. He or that offense, that defense. He just got paid. Um, and if it is Montez the potential that sweat, but yeah. Montez Sweat, I said Josh Sweat. Sorry, yeah, uh, too many sweats. Um, I'm wearing sweats. It's a whole thing. It. <laughs> um, I uh, I think it has to be. It has to be the case. I go Bears all day. The Germany game this week played to Frankfurt Stadium. The Indianapolis Colts take on the New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots plus. One and a half. Man, sending our best and brightest over to Europe to really put the talent on display. Uh, I mean, I think Minshew's better than Mac Jones. I, I'm, I, I have to take this as a pure quarterback matchup, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. I think he's just flat out better. And the Patriots, you know, seem seem content with just not being very good or not being able to win close games so i might as well i think i have to go with the colts here oh that's funny um okay the 
Cleveland Browns in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens coming off two pretty dominant weeks, and they are minus six at Bavada. I mean, the Ravens have been really, really good and kind of under the radar, it almost feels like, despite being 7-2, and two, leading their division. Uh, I feel like they're not getting as much talk uh, as they probably deserve. And Lamar's been pretty great all season. Yeah. Like, And they just continue to plug and play at running back. Like, No matter what happens, somebody's, somebody gets season-ending injury. Oh, here's Gus Edwards. Up oh, uh, here's this this undrafted free agent that we found. He's going to run for 16 yards per carry. Uh, don't mind him though. Um, like Keaton Mitchell there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. So, um, but the Browns defense again on display in that Arizona game. Were well, I mean, come on. It's yeah. I mean, it obviously you're playing Clayton Tune in his first career start. I think in general, um, last. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I guess I guess it's kind of you have to take a little bit of it with a grain of salt. Um, but Deshaun looked better, better than he had. I mean, again, it's hard because it is the Cardinals to judge it off of that. So yeah. that we have to see him build on on that kind of performance. If you're a Browns fan, um, I think I think the Ravens take this one at home. Clayton Tune, eleven of twenty for fifty eight yards and two interceptions, but he did also contribute on the. On the ground, he was the team's leading rusher with 28 yards. 11, 11 yards on, or 11 completions for 56 yards is a hilarious Greg. number. Don't, say, don't insult the man. Oh, my apologies. 58 yards? Yeah, no, no. 58 yeah. yards. Also 28 <laughs> yards rushing. So contributing in a variety of ways. Not even 100 total yards <laughs> from combined. It's bad. It seems bad. It, it's not going to win you a lot of games. And meanwhile, Josh Dobbs was unbelievable in Minnesota. <laughs> might be the best quarterback in the league. I think that's probably a little bit of a jump to conclusions. The Green Bay Packers in Pittsburgh take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus three. I, I think the Steelers stink, but their record doesn't say that they stink. Right. Um, and they're currently a playoff team over like the likes of like the Buffalo Bills, uh, <laughs> yes, who also are. might stink. So who knows? Um but I, the thing I do know is, is that the Packers do, in fact, stink. I don't trust Jordan Love yet, and it's it's got to be first year starter jitters. Uh, if you are a believer in in Bryce or not Bryce Young, Jordan Love, I'm yeah. a Bryce Love. Um, if you are a believer, sweet name. If you are a uh, a believer in Jordan Love, you have to kind of chalk it up to that. And I I don't think they do him a ton of favors. We've had the AJ Dillon. Um, uh, uh, Who's the other running Aaron Jones Aaron conversation Jones, yeah. a million times on this podcast. I, I I don't think they help him with that. It hasn't been great that Watson, you know, he started off on IR and hasn't really come into form uh, a ton either. Um, right. I think that Steelers defense in Pittsburgh is going to eat Jordan love up because uh, they can't block for him anyway. So uh, I think it's a Steelers win. All right. The Houston Texans head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. This is an interesting game all of a sudden. Bengals minus seven at Bavada. I mean, the Bengals might be the best team in football. They're, like, they've they, been playing well. They they Burrow somehow got healed without his bye week and then ended up having the bye week also. So, like, he got double healed. He oh, looks wow. great. I know. <laughs> double healed. He looks great. Their defense has been outstanding. Uh, I mean, they really, after like the first 
drive from the Bills. They essentially stymied them for the rest of the game. I know they had a touchdown in the second half to Diggs, but for the most part, they were they were they were all over Josh Allen like the entire game. Um, and then the Texans, like they they've just been that like solid. You know, they're going to give you a game every week, regardless of who you are. It's they're they're not a team that's going to get blown out. C.J. Stroud, obviously, we talked about a little bit. Um, he's, the kid's been unbelievable. I mm-hmm. mean, he's everything you could possibly ask for in the number two overall pick at quarterback. Like, there's there's nothing, um, nothing at all that, that screams. Wentz-like could have a Carson Wentz-like career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He absolutely could. Um, let's hope not for his sake. But he he's certainly shown that he is well deserving of of that pick that that he was taken at for sure. Uh, how I think about, t- how about the, the, the dichotomy of game, the game to game dichotomy of uh, CJ Stroud in that loss to the Panthers last weekend, 16 to 24 for 140 yards. Then he plays that Bucks team and he goes 30 to 42 for 470 and five touchdowns. I mean, they you know, got into a shoot- only one interception too this season. That's incredibly impressive. 14 touchdowns, one interception for a rookie quarterback is, is bananas. I think it's like one of the best percentages of all time, like yeah, in terms it. of rookie statistics. Like it, he's he's just flat out been exactly as advertised, if not better. Um, I think I think the Texans have the ability to keep this close. I think I think D'Amico Ryan's is is doing a really really good job, and uh, probably should have been a head coach even earlier than he, he's been For given sure. the opportunity. So uh, I, I like the Texans to cover here. I don't know if they can necessarily win just based on how good the Bengals have been playing, uh, but I think they can definitely keep it close. Stroud on pace for 4,824 yards passing and 30 touchdowns to go with go along with two interceptions. That's that's pretty good. That's good. You'll take that out of your first round pick every every time. 100%. Yeah. The New Orleans Saints in Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings plus two and a half at home. I mean, I get them being, you know, underdogs, but I mean, Josh Dobbs came in and pulled off like uh, almost what you could consider like a miracle. It feels like it, when, when the reports are like, he didn't even know everybody's name on the field. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of crazy. And the saints barely beat the bears. Every time I think the saints have kind of righted the ship and they've figured it out, like they're, they're on track to do, you know, good things. Um, they, you can't have like five, you can't, I think they forced like five turnovers or four turnovers and only one by, six points or a touchdown like that's that's not good enough and i know they're in a division where it really doesn't matter they're more than likely going to win it because the falcons are bad the the bucks have fallen off the cliff and the panthers are terrible so the saints are going to get into the playoffs more than likely by winning that division but it's like it just it they haven't clicked fully both either offensively i mean i guess defensively you have five turnovers sure but you're also playing tyson bajan so you know, yeah. it is what it is there. And I think yeah. the Vikings That's are kind of hot. So easy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, I think the Vikings are kind of hot right now. They've, they've rebounded from their miserable start and the loss of Kirk cousins obviously didn't help, but Dobbs came in and, and he played well. So if Dobbs can just be middle of the road, eventually you have to think that I think Jefferson's window, his 21 day windows opening up soon. And you hope that he can come back, even if he comes back at 
you know, 50% or three, you know, 75%. It's a team that can definitely continue to rally and make the playoffs in an NFC. That's kind of like begging for someone to take a hold of the, the, the last like two spots in the postseason. Yeah. So Dobbs, an interesting game. Obviously he does. He does exactly what Clayton Toon did, but he did it a little bit better. 20 or 30, 158 yards also led the team in rushing seven carries for 66 and a score. But we are not really talking about the fact that he fumbled three times and lost two of them. True, true, but that was early, right? Wasn't that right when he first came in? Yeah, but he still fumbled three times and lost two of them. Hey, listen, trust your defense. Sure, that's <laughs> no, I, that, was, that was the plan. It's basically <laughs> like a punt, you see. He's, he's like, listen, I'm going to come in. I'm going to fumble on our, my first two possessions. After that, I'm going to play otherworldly. Well, if that was the strategy, it was a bold one, but it worked out. The San Francisco 49ers are in Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pavada has the Jaguars plus three at home. <clears throat> the Jags coming off the bye week. Does Doug Peterson live on the uh, the Andy Reid uh, program of you know being unbelievable off the bye? We'll have to see. I think he was pretty good as the Eagles head coach. We're uh, pointing I, out 49ers also coming off a bye. Yes, I was, I was going to get to that. Sorry. They they really needed it. Like I don't know if Debo is going to be back. I don't know what his status is, but it feels like ever since Debo went down, this team has been um, lackluster, I think, at best. So it, you have to hope that the bye week, Brock Purdy could kind of put it, you know, mentally get back. <laughs> Excuse me. Get oh back God. into that swing of things um, where he didn't look, or you can come out and not look as kind of shaky as he has the last couple of weeks. Because I mean, after you know the first four, four or five weeks of the season, people are, were talking about him being like top ten, even potentially even top five quarterback in the NFL, and then he had three pretty stinky games back to back with some bad turnovers yeah. uh, that, that certainly didn't help. Now it, it's all going to come down to whether he can come out there. They have the weapons. If you're San Fran, you, so you to that, to that, that point, play. sorry, to that point, Debo took the field for the, the 49ers informal practice on Monday, had no restrictions and seems like he's on track to play. Yeah. All right. Well then, I mean, if, if he's going to be there, I think it makes it a lot tougher on the, uh, on the Jags for sure. Um, but the Jags have been kind of on a roll in their own. I think they've won like five or six straight. Uh, I think six, six straight, to be honest, uh, they had the two London games. They won. Um, they come back, they get the buy and you know, if they can keep that rolling, if they can figure out that defense, and I know, you know, there was a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about San Francisco's secondary being um, not up to snuff, if not one of the worst um, Greg, secondaries Greg in the dying. league. I am. It's it's we're, we're we're struggling at the moment for some reason. Jaguars um, won five in a row. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see um, if they can go out and. Uh, and and take advantage of that with Kirk and with Calvin Ridley and and even with Ingram in in different spots. So um, I kind of like the Jags. Uh, I kind of like the Jags in this spot. I, I I know I I may be downplaying how good the 49ers actually are, but I think uh, I think I like them. The Tennessee Titans in Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucks minus a point at home. 
I mean, the Bucks stink, and Will Levis might actually be good. Uh, maybe. One game does not a good quarterback make, Gregory. That's true. That's true. Um, the Bucks, though, the Bucks aren't good. Like they, they got absolutely torched by C.J. Stroud. Their offense have, has looked. I mean, I know they scored thirty plus points in that game, but for the most part, if you're taking the the full like last five or six weeks of this team's performances. Their offense has been lackluster. I said lackluster now two, maybe even three times on the show. And you know what that um, is, Greg? It's a lackluster podcasting. That's that's correct. Um, but I think I just think that the Titans, the Titans, it's that time of year. I know it's in Tampa, so the weather isn't as much of a factor. But the, get Derrick Henry the ball. Let's ride him a little bit, and then when we have the opportunity, get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, which. Will Levis can clearly do better than Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I, I think I think that's I think I have to take the Titans in the matchup. The Atlanta Falcons head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals plus a point and a half. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's back. He's getting the start, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's good or bad if you're a Cardinals fan and depending on where you want to end up in the draft, um, I can't imagine, uh, that being one and eight, you want to go out and win a ton of games for the rest of the year, but this is a very winnable game. If you're Kyler Murray, uh, the Falcons just don't look good. Their defense without Grady Jarrett looked very bad last week. Um, and I, they just don't have a quarterback that can consistently go down the field and get the ball. It didn't help that Drake London was out. They clearly don't either know how to or want to use B. John Robinson for some reason. It is strange. Um, it, it's it's bizarre. Like I like I'm I'm all for Tyler Algier getting getting some carries here and there, but like it's first and goal from the one yard line, give the ball to B. John Robinson. Like stop yeah. messing around. Um so they, so they just kind of don't make a ton of sense, and it feels like there might be a coaching change if this season doesn't take a take a drastic turn uh, for them. So, but I I like the Cardinals here at home. I do. Jonathan Gannon, pew 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 pew. That's what we're getting. All right, <laughs> yeah. Detroit Lions head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and Bavada has the Chargers plus two and a half at home. A lot of home dogs this week Gregory I mean the Chargers defense looked inspired now it's easy to to do that against Zach Wilson uh and the Jets offense which is like one of the worst if not the worst in the league so like I get that um but I mean the Lions have looked so good they've looked so good Jameer Gibbs they they really relied on him in their last game before their bye week and he was uh, sensational Right. If we're really getting a full dose of him every week now and he can be that that game breaking playmaker to go along with St. Brown, uh, you're talking about a team that that can really do some damage and easily win that that NFC North. Um, They're already in a great position to do so. And the Chargers, I know I know the Jets defense is good, man. I get that. But like offensively they looked sort of weird and out of sync and like i know they had a couple short fields that they should have gotten more touchdowns uh settled for uh some some 
crappy field goals, which is fine because they, yeah. they won. But like, if you're going to play a game like this in those situations, you have to take that opportunity. And I just don't know. I don't know if their offense is, is able to to do it consistently enough for me to be like, yeah, they're definitely going to win. Plus, I think Detroit has a good team. Their their fans are going to travel for this one. Everybody seems to do that against the Chargers. So uh, I like the Lions. The New York Giants, without quarterback Daniel Jones for the remainder of the season, head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, good grief. This is, uh, this is a gigantic line for a National Football League game, Gregory. Bavada has the Cowboys minus 15 and a half. I mean, they beat them 40 to nothing with that, with Daniel Jones fully healthy. Yeah, I guess. So I, I, I don't think this one's going to be much better. The Giants have had arguably the worst season coming off of a playoff win you could possibly have. And it started with giving Daniel Jones a giant extension. I feel bad for the, the injuries and stuff like that. And I'm glad he was able to, to, to make some bank prior to all this, all this happening. Yeah. Um, but he was never, he was never really the answer at QB for them, you know, and that defense is going, if it's Tommy DeVito, because I don't know, (laughs) if Tyrod Taylor is going to be back, I mean, he had to go to the hospital when he left the game. Uh, so my guess is he probably won't be there or available for this game. Um, so now you're staring at Tommy DeVito's what second career start. And it's against uh, just Micah Parsons, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I think, I think behind a bad offensive line, I think the Cowboys are going to absolutely roll in this game. It, it might be worse than 40 to nothing. If that's possible. I can't find anything on Taylor's status right now. The Washington worse than forty nothing. Jesus, the sorry, I just that just <laughs> caught, I just caught up with that. The Washington Commanders in Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus six and a half. I mean, the the Commanders get out of New England with a win, which is nice. It feels like they're going to just keep keep kind of running it out there, despite giving up to like two of their bigger, bigger defensive pieces um, right before the trade deadline. Like I, I get, you know, you know, you're probably not, well, not probably not, you know, you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. So let's get some value for some guys that you're probably not going to, or not going to resign for chase young. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make a ton of sense. Maybe it's health concerns. If you're San Fran, not being willing to budge because of those health issues like that, yeah. that might be, that might be what it is. Um, but I, it's, it seems, it seems crazy to me, uh, that that's how those two deals went down, but then the Seahawks, the Seahawks haven't like, they looked pretty mediocre against that Ravens team. Like they, they have not looked great. Gino sort of regressed back to the Gino. We and probably better than the Gino we all remember, but, um, sure. it's, it's not the same. It's not the same guy as last year, despite all the pieces being pretty much the same you know what i mean so uh to me i think it's i think it's tough it's it's tough for me to take seattle um uh, that big in this game it is east coast going to west coast though seattle thrives at home and i think that i think that the secondary could cause some serious problems for Hal. i think i just actually i think i just talked myself into the seahawks i think the seahawks got this one based off of that all right, maybe this is the game that Gino gets right. He uh pretty bad in that game against the Ravens. Yes, not great, not great at all. Pretty bad. 
the Sunday night game, the New York Jets. It's almost like uh, schedule makers thought there was going to be somebody different <laughs> playing quarterback for the Jets at this point with all these national games that they seem to be getting. Are in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell in the Las Vegas Raiders. Bavada has the Raiders one and a half point home dogs. Listen, the the fire your coach bump definitely works. This is going to be a defensive uh, defensive battle. Yeah, for, this is uh, the lowest over under that I've seen in a very long time. Thirty six points. That's that's not that's not great. And I think that go that game can go well under. Uh, the, the Raiders, no matter what, can't get Devontae Adams the ball. Like it's it's crazy. And it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. And the Jets can't get anyone but Garrett Wilson the ball. Uh, but the problem is, is they don't get him the ball in the end zone ever. So right. it's it's going to be which team's defense makes the bigger play. And whoever does that is going to end up winning this game. And I, I do you trust Aiden O'Connell more than you trust Zach Wilson? That's an insane statement to make in week 10 of an NFL I think so. season. I think so. By the way, I love that that, that Giants Raiders game was Tommy DeVito versus Aiden O'Connell. That's baffling the the injuries to quarterbacks this season have been absurd absurd also Devonte was very happy and very smug after the win way more so than a guy who had four catches for 34 yards on seven targets should have been do people just really not like josh mcdaniels is I, that what apparently it is they, they hate mcdaniels and garoppolo which is that's, great that's what that's all the reports we read from uh Everything that happened in the locker room, same same number of targets that he got against the the Lions in the previous game, but who knows, man? Maybe Antonio Pierce is the exact piece of the puzzle the Raiders needed to put it all together. I think the Raiders win. I think Max Crosby has a field day with Zach Wilson in that Jets offensive line. And our final game of the week, the Denver Broncos in Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills minus eight at home. I mean, the Bills can't lose again. They can't lose to the Broncos. Like they just, it doesn't, like it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense that the Bills are are as kind of middle of the pack as they are. I mean, I know you lose the freak game on Monday Night Football after the Aaron Rodgers injury week one. Yeah. The Bengals manhandle you. You lose to, I think, the Patriots. I think they lost a game to, which is bad. Like, I mean, it's 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 bleak if if you're a Bills fan right now, because like if the season ended today, you're not in the playoffs. And I know the season doesn't end in week 10, um, but like there has to be cause for concern with how you're performing on a weekly basis. It's for sure. Bills have won two of their last five. Broncos have won three of their last five, including their last two. Yeah, that's that's not that's not where you want to be. Where you're worse than the Broncos in your last five games. That is, um, I I I I have to think the Bills right the ship here. I have to I, like I know defensively they're so banged up they've lost a ton of pieces, but like you have to be able to beat Russell Wilson at home in November. Like you just have to, or else you are just unbelievably unserious, and you shouldn't be considered for anything. So, and I think the Bills are better than that. So, I think I think this is the Bills. Um, I think this is the Bills game to kind of right the ship a little bit. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Also, don't use one eight hundred gut junk. <laughs> that is going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.